Welcome to the Breakthrough and Bloom podcast. My name is Kelsey Marks, and I am your host and your Breakthrough BFF. My mission in the world is to help women who are interested in spirituality really, truly understand who they are at the core of their being, guiding them through the process of healing themselves and really honing into what it means to be human. I intend to be an open channel to allow insights to flow in that help you break through to the next level of who you were always meant to be. With these conversations, we're going to shift some perspectives, okay? And we're going to give you a new way to live the life that you live, allowing the opportunity to truly manifest what it is that you desire. So if you're looking to break through to the next level of who you are, to live the life of your dreams, and to gain a deeper understanding of spiritual topics, well, you have come to the right place. And I know we're going to have so much fun together, and I am beyond excited to have these conversations with you. So let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. Today's episode is going to be about something very near and dear to my heart because it's one of the things that I had to really work through. And honestly, I have been seeing this a lot in my clients as well. And it's people pleasing. So if this is something that you feel that maybe you have struggled with, are struggling with, or know someone who does struggle with it, this episode is definitely for you. And I know I'm like diving into it and I usually chat a little bit more, but again, this topic is like near and dear to my heart and I am kind of excited to talk about it a little bit. I am proud to say (laughs) that I am no longer a people pleaser in the way that I used to be. I think... Obviously, there's still like some remnants of it, but I am not a people pleaser how I used to be at all. And while I still have some work to do with it to say that I like truly never people please, I'm definitely not how I was even like three years ago. And I just want to come on here and share some of the mindset shifts that had happened for me, some perspective changing aha moments, just some of the things that I had heard that had really clicked for me and helped me release myself or no longer do this kind of people pleasing behaviors and and mindsets, right? So if you're someone who finds yourself as a people pleaser, someone who says no to yourself so that you can say yes to other people or someone who maybe over promises to others without actually having the time or the energy to fulfill the requests or complete the promises. Or maybe you're someone who is constantly taking care of other people, but you're neglecting yourselves because you don't have the time, right? Maybe you're someone who doesn't hold firm boundaries and people kind of push you around a little bit in relationships. Maybe you're someone who doesn't really feel in control of your own schedule, right? Your days kind of get away from you every single day. Maybe you're someone who you literally cannot say no to others, that it makes you so genuinely uncomfortable to say no to someone. Or maybe it makes like you feel like you're crawling out of your skin, right? If you have to say no to someone else, um, maybe you kind of feel this way too of like just straight 
discomfort when you're asked to share how you feel, right? Because that's, you have to share how you feel and that might influence how someone else reacts. So maybe that's kind of hard for you or, or maybe you have fear of like just getting feedback from other people. Or maybe you just feel really uncertain when making decisions. And what's crazy is I have noticed that the belief of like people pleasing and the emotions and things that go along with people pleasing, like all of the things I had just said, the the overpromising, the inability to say no to others, the inability to say yes to yourself, not being able to control your schedule feeling really uncomfortable sharing your feelings, not being able to make decisions, like all of these things happen as a result of people pleasing. And these are all things that I had to experience and move through. So if you experience all of them as well, one of them, none of them, this episode is for you. (laughs) And if you do struggle with this, just again, there is nothing wrong with you first and foremost, just like most of the things that I have been discussing my podcasts episodes, if you've been listening prior, just because you're experiencing something that is less than ideal doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're inherently bad. It doesn't mean that you have to absolutely change in this moment. You get to do whatever you want to do. And if you want to change, you totally can. I just want you to remember that you're not like bad. You're not broken, right? And this isn't like a bad thing that if you are finding yourself doing people-pleasing behaviors doesn't mean that it's like bad and you're bad, right? Because the majority of the time when we're doing things that are people-pleasing in a way, we're doing it because we love that person so much, right? That we want to do all we can for them. So it's not like you're doing it out of a place of malice or something bad, right? So like you're not inherently bad because you're doing these things and you're kind of neglecting yourself. It's just we need to change our perspectives. We need to change the way that we're looking at ourselves and others and our relationships and our times and our boundaries. That's all. doesn't mean anything's wrong with you, okay? <laughs> and the issue that I I find comes with, like, people-pleasing, the big one, right, is that when we're doing so much for others, it really truly becomes a detriment to ourselves. We don't say what we feel. We struggle making choices. We maybe even like subdue ourselves unintentionally, whether it's in words or actions, relationships. So if you feel like, oh my God, (laughs) some of these things you said I am definitely doing, don't get mad at yourself. Don't get upset. Don't think anything is wrong about you. In fact, nothing is wrong at all, you're functioning perfectly because people-pleasing is essentially a form of self-protection. And the fact that you do it or humans do it in general, it just means that your mind is like really good at protecting you. Just like now though, it's kind of over-protecting you. And we don't need it to be on such high alert anymore. And think about it this way, by people people, oh my god, PP, I said PP, oh my god, (laughs) by pleasing, people pleasing, there we go, others around you, you're making sure that everyone around you is happy, right? Which in turn means you can be happy and relaxed. That's the theory. That's the story we like tell ourselves, right? Like if I can make everyone around me happy, then I can be happy after because no one's upset which means I can relax because if anyone's upset around me, I go into fight or flight mode. And that was like my thing for definitely for sure is just like I needed everyone to be calm around me because I could not, 
I could not handle anyone being upset, regardless if it was at me or at someone else. I couldn't differentiate. And I was taking everything as my fault and everything I had to fix, right? I used to struggle with this so, so bad, like so bad. And it was one of the major things that would actually trigger anxiety for me and like give me full blown anxiety attacks. I'm not not kidding. Like it used to be so bad that if I thought someone was upset at me, even if they didn't say it, like the anxiety would kick in. Like I'd lose my appetite immediately. I could have been starving and I would have lost it immediately. Um, Sometimes like I I used to call it the anxiety shits because I would have to shit immediately as soon as like something happened. Um, My heart would like start racing. My mind would go a million miles an hour just like repeating these stories and these fears and or just telling myself how terrible of a person I am because that person's upset, right? Like it's it's my fault that it happened even if it if it wasn't. So like, you know, I failed at people pleasing, basically. So I got mad at myself. And it used to be like really debilitating. I couldn't make a decision to save my life for the longest time. It really took until the last couple years of me being able to make decisions as simple as like where do where do I want to eat what do I want to wear like do I want to go do this thing or do I not want to go do this thing like it took me so long to be able and comfortable and confident in making decisions I used to you know always just say whatever you want like whatever you're in the mood for or like I I have no opinion and I for a long time was like I'm just so easygoing right like that was that was how I kept it going, right? Because I, I was looking at it like, oh, well, I just, I never make decisions because I really don't care, right? Like, I'm so easygoing, like, we can do whatever, and I'm just, like, along for the ride. And I was telling myself and telling others, too, that it was, like, a really good trait to have, right? Like, everyone loves being around someone who's, like, easygoing, right? It's easy to be around them. That's the whole reason why it's called easygoing. And in actuality... What was happening was I was just like too afraid to make any choices at all. And I like froze and no thoughts come came across like the brain. Like I shut down immediately when I had to make a choice about something. And it's because I had this belief that if I had chosen something that no one would actually want to do it with me and that I would be all alone So basically, to me, choice meant abandonment. Like, no shit, I didn't want to make a choice, right? And it wasn't until I started asking myself, like, why do I have such a hard time picking things? Like, why can't I even just pick what I want to eat? Like, why do I have to wait for someone else to pick what they're eating to then inspire me on what I'm eating, right? Like, why can't I just pick what I'm in the mood for? And like, why do I have such a hard time stating how I feel? You know, I was asking myself, myself, myself this question, like, why am I so afraid to ask for help? Why can't I just express myself? And when I started asking these questions, because I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like I'm seeing people around me being able to make decisions and then I'm over here getting like frozen and... It didn't feel good anymore. I guess that's really the reason why I started asking questions. Not so much because I was seeing other people being able to make decisions, but it was more of like, this just doesn't feel good anymore, right? Like, I felt like I was kind of just flowing, floating, uh, 
how do I want to word this? Like, I just kind of felt like I was just like floating down a river in life, just going with everything and not even making a decision. Like, do I even want to be floating down this specific river? Do I want to go on the bank and maybe sunbathe for a little bit? Do I want to like fish or do I want to do something different? Like, I felt like I was just like going with it, not really making any choices, right? Like life was coming to me as opposed to me creating my life. And that's why I started asking these questions. And that's how I was able to like figure out that I had the belief, if I make a decision, I'm going to be rejected, neglected, abandoned. And, you know, I realized I was scared, right? Like I was scared of being alone. I was, I was scared of being rejected. I was scared of getting yelled at for sharing how I felt. I was scared of angering someone else because I was feeling a certain way about something. And a lot of these conditionings had happened to me during my teenage years and my childhood years. So, you know, (laughs) most of my life, there was a repeating pattern that was definitely happening in different relationships with different people, different times in different ways. Right. But when I took the time to investigate, I was like, okay, there's definitely a repeating pattern here. And it's all because of you know, the fear of rejection. So one of the first things that had helped me free myself from the grip of people pleasing was first, this idea that triggers are a gift. I was at this point in my life where I understood and I knew the importance about getting triggered in general. So like this was maybe let's say like three years ago, I don't know, just throwing a number out there around three years ago, I was starting to understand the importance of triggers and looking into triggers and what that meant and did for you. Right. And if you didn't listen to the previous podcast episode I have about triggers, I highly suggest going back and listening to that one as well. Once you're done with this one, since I go into what triggers are specifically a lot more than I'm going to do today, I'm just going to keep it really high level, but basically Triggers are whenever a sudden emotion arises in your body due to some sort of event, whether it's internal or external. And I think the real beauty of triggers is that the fact that when you do get triggered, it's basically showing you a part of yourself that is ready and totally can be healed. It's a part of yourself that you don't necessarily like, Um, And it's a part of yourself that you haven't integrated yet, that you haven't accepted yet. And I was starting to see triggers as a gift because I was doing all of this self-healing and triggers were basically like my giant ass sign of like, hey, over here is something to work on. And I was very actively at that point, like I want to work on as much as I can. So when triggers were coming, I was I wasn't mad about it. I was actually getting more like excited about it because I was like, I want to work on myself. And I know that triggers are like this big ass flashing neon sign of something for me to work on. Because I was at that point, and I still am obviously, but at that point, I was like being really, really open to what my body had to say. Um, and I wanted to be in harmony with my happiest self. So I was like, every time that my body was having some sort of reaction, I was beginning to see them as gifts for myself. And I could be like, hey, wait a second. If this is a gift for me, 
That means if someone else gets triggered because of something that happened, whether I did it or not, and not in like a, a malicious way either. I'm not saying like going out and purposely being an asshole to people. I'm saying like if someone gets mad because I say I don't like chocolate milk or someone gets upset because I'm being authentically myself, like that kind of thing, if they're getting triggered about that, then that's like a gift I'm giving them, right? Because I'm viewing them as gifts for myself. So if someone had triggered me, I would be like, ooh, something for me to work on, right? So when I started to see them as a gift for everyone, not just for myself, but for everyone else, and obviously I'm not going around purposely trying to piss people off or trigger them, but if it happened because I was living authentically, then the first thing I would start telling myself was, this is an opportunity for them, right? Because I'm seeing triggers as an opportunity for myself to heal and to grow. So I was starting to be like, okay, this trigger that is happening for them right now, it's totally valid. They're allowed to like feel that way. But it's also giving them an opportunity to investigate, to ask questions just like I do, and to learn from this moment, from this experience in the same way that I've been doing it. And when I started to see triggers as a gift, I was like, wow, who am I to hold back a gift from someone else because I'm afraid of expressing myself, because I'm afraid of them actually getting triggered. I started to see it like I am withholding if I don't, right? If if I'm not living authentically as myself, I'm not giving the opportunity for someone else to get the signs that there's something about themselves they want to grow and change from, right? Like I'm not giving them that that opportunity. Like who am I to dictate whether or not someone should be given the ability to grow? Who am I to to dictate that, right? And I I started seeing it as, well, if I'm doing something for myself, if I'm living authentically and that triggers you, then that's something for you to work on, right? Like I'm not, I didn't do anything out of like malice or I didn't purposely go out of my way to try to piss you off. But if I did something for myself and that made you mad, then that has nothing to do about me at all. That That's something for you to work through. And like, hello, you're welcome for being that mirror for you too. Like, obviously I, I wouldn't say that to someone who's like very pissed off, but this is like what I was telling myself, right? Like, like, okay, you are clearly having an opportunity for some, for some growth. And I love that I was able to be that mirror for you, for like giving you that sign. And I really truly hope that, you know, whatever this person is feeling that they're able to work through it and able to actually grow through it and to use it as a sign in the same way that I do. So when I started changing the narrative around what triggering other people meant, as opposed to like someone getting triggered around me is a reflection of how shitty I am. And I changed it more to someone's getting triggered and it's an opportunity for growth that like took so much of the anxiety and the weight off of my shoulders. Right. Because I was no longer like, Oh my God, I can't do anything that's going to piss anyone off because I'm immediately going to start like hating myself for it. And instead it was more like, I want everyone to have the opportunities that I'm having, right? The opportunities and the, and the growth and the change that I'm having. And that's happening because I'm surrounding myself with people who are being authentic and doing things that maybe make me uncomfortable because I'm not expressing them yet or whatever it is. 
So this was one of the first things that like really helped me. Um, when I, I saw it as a form of like gift giving in a way, opportunity presenting, whatever it is, it made it easier for me because I feel like gift giving goes hand hand with like people pleasing, right? Like everyone loves receiving a gift. So like it made it easier for that, like people pleasing side of me to be like, oh, I'm actually doing something good here by being myself, by expressing myself, by just doing things that feel good for me in the moment. And obviously, like, being conscientious, I I can spell the word, but I can't say it, conscientious, no, whatever, conscious of the people around me. Like, I'm not, you know, neglecting those around me and being like, oh, well, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever I want. No, but it's like, you know, that balance I was going from not doing anything at all to like just a little bit. I was like cracking through it just a little bit for myself. So obviously I wasn't like polar opposite the other way. Um, so when, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it as gift giving that I'm giving you an opportunity for growth. It changed the way I perceived it from something bad to something that could be positive. And one of the first things that had happened to me after I started thinking this way, it was something that was actually like really super simple, um, but it has stuck with me because to me it was like, oh my God, this is my first time I'm like picking myself. Like I'm setting a boundary, like I'm not people pleasing and that like it has stuck with me since then, but it like, <laughs> it is pretty small, right? But that's how we have to start. We have to start small before we can do like the bigger things of saying no to someone else and yes to ourselves. Anyways, the example, I was asked to go stop at a store for someone, but I was already running late and I was feeling really anxious about it already. And if I had stopped at the store, um, it would have just made me later and cut into the limited time that I already had with the person I had plans with. So I said no after like sweating about it for like two minutes. <laughs> and I was like, I no, I can't do that. Like I'm already late and my time is already cut into them and it is really limited because they're not around here for much. Um, you know, I gave more of an explanation that was needed, but it helped me feel better. But I was just like, no, I, I can't do that. And I mean, they did get upset. They thought that, you know, it was a bit rude that I did that. I wasn't that far out of the way, kind of selfish and didn't really make sense. But for me, it felt so incredibly freeing. And it was like, oh my God, <laughs> I said yes to me and the things that I had planned and I wasn't overexerting myself and making myself more anxious or more stressed out. And I could also see that it was a trigger for them, right? Like the things that they were saying to me was just because they had a belief probably about people pleasing as well that like you kind of have to go out of your way for everyone else and like put your plans put your your list on the back burner whenever something comes up for someone else um and I, I was just like wow kudos to me because that felt really good to like stand in my power but then you know the universe gave me the opportunity immediately after of someone not liking that I did it to see like okay are you are you for real for real <laughs> you know what I mean like the reason why you you don't do it is because you're afraid of people getting mad at you so when you did do it someone did get slightly mad at you not like totally mad out of 
like it was like 30 seconds of them being frustrated but it still happened like old me would have immediately been like oh my god never mind i'm going to the store i'm gonna go get it for you freaking freaking out right um but you know it was really big for me because i was like oh my god i did it this person did get angry a little bit, but we talked about it. And I said that, you know, I was just practicing holding really firm boundaries. And I just didn't feel like I could do this without it being a detriment to me emotionally, which I know it's crazy, right? It's so small. It's a minor thing. Like, can you go to the store or not? But like, for me, this was huge because it was the first time that I said no to someone else because I already had something else planned. And I was like, wow, you know what, your girl, she can hold boundaries. I can say yes to me when it means no to others. And the world doesn't end. Like, can you believe it? Like, that person still loves me, (laughs) even though I said no to doing something for them. And it was just like a really big moment for me. And, And I wanted to share that because if you've never done it before, start with something super, super small right? Like as simple as, no, I just, I can't go to the store for you right now. I don't have time for that. Even though I'm, I'm out, I'm driving, heading your way in your direction. Like I can't do that for you right now. And, or, you know, just something small. It doesn't have to be like huge, big things. Just start somewhere. And like the first time you do it, and if someone does happen to get triggered. So like for me, triggering people was a trigger for me, right? Because of the people pleasing and and all of that. So it was just like huge for me. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and on top of this too. So like, this has been an ongoing thing for me to work on and work through. So obviously if I I get more opportunities, right, the universe is going to present me with more opportunities to continue practicing it. Um, have more opportunities of conversations to learn more things. And with that, Kristen had my best friend. She had came in with some absolute fire again in the text (laughs) that really hit this idea home for me. Um, And let me read the text for you. Let me just pull that up real quick. Okay, so she said... Acting differently to not upset people is actually a form of manipulating them. You're keeping them from feeling how they would feel, and you're creating specific scenarios to control their feelings. And sure, it's out of love, but it's not good. You learn how to get the behaviors or responses you want from them, the ones that you deem good. It almost seems selfish because at the root of it, we're trying to keep ourselves happy or safe by not letting anyone feel anything else. Like, I want you to feel happy so you don't show me your anger or anything I'm uncomfortable with. And I was like, damn, (laughs) did I need to hear that? And I'm sure you've heard plenty in the past or just in society in general that like saying yes to yourself is kind of selfish, right? Or taking care of yourself first is selfish. And 
all of those types of things society has been drilling into our heads about, like, you have to take care of others first and not put yourself first. But when she said this, I was like, oh, my Lord, (laughs) it's actually super selfish to not take care of yourself, to not put yourself first, to soften or not be authentically yourself. And that you're low-key trying to control a situation by being or doing what you think will give the reaction from others that you desire. You're like dictating how others can be around you based on how you're being. And instead of allowing people to like figure out their own shit, instead of allowing others the opportunities to also authentically express themselves, like maybe they do need to let out like a some anger or a tear or whatever like they need that opportunity to grow like when you hold back on yourself you take away that opportunity for others to fully express themselves as well so maybe you're like thinking to yourself right now okay this is all very interesting <laughs> but how can i say no to others without immediately feeling guilty How can I say yes to myself and put myself first without immediately feeling bad about it? And maybe you have a similar fear like I had where it's like, okay, how can I say no without being like immediately rejected or abandoned afterwards? And maybe you you don't have that like thought, but (laughs) that's kind of like the theme, right? Like if I say no, are they going to stick around? If I say no, are they ever going to reach out to me again with an opportunity to hang out with them or to do something with them? If I say no, are they going to want to talk to me in the future? Like, how can I do this without being sure if this person actually wants to still, you know, be around, still have a friendship or relationship with me if I, if I say no? So there's, there's two things with this that will, will help you. Number one, for the like feeling guilty part of it, just remember that you cannot fill up other people's cups from an empty cup. Just like think of it, like try to pour yourself a glass of water from an empty container. You're not going to get anything into that cup, right? There's nothing in that container. There's nothing to feel guilty about if you need to put yourself first so that your cup, your energetic cup remains full, or at least you have like enough in it, right? And there's nothing guilty about this because if you're doing that, then you're doing them a favor. If you say yes to things for others because you want to help them, then don't you want to help them in the best way that you can? Don't you want to be there for them to be available? But how can you truly help someone? How can you really be available for someone else if you don't have the energy or the capacity to do it in the first place? So say you've got like 10 appointments today, but tomorrow you have nothing planned. Just today is like super swamped. Wouldn't you rather help someone tomorrow versus today? Aren't you already too full today to truly be any assistance to them? Just imagine you're like trying to help a friend move, but you just ran around all day because of those 10 appointments. So say you had 10 appointments today and your friend asked you to help them move. And instead of saying like, no, I have a lot going on today, you said, yeah, sure, I can come 
once I'm done running my errands, you like downplay it, right? And now you're absolutely drained. Like you were just running around all day. You can't even like speak coherently anymore. You know, at the end of a really long day, it's like you're jumbling on your words. You can't even lift anything heavy because you didn't even have lunch and and you're just like very tired and you're moving like a, a sloth. Don't you think that if you said, hey, I can't help you today, but tomorrow I'm available. Don't you think that you'd be functioning better tomorrow? Because right now, you're just kind of in the way. You're slowing things down. You're not really adding to the situation. You're not really helping them besides maybe like moral support. But like at that point, are you really? Because you're so drained, you're not even like having coherent conversations. And if you want to be the best version of yourself for others, you need to be the best version of yourself. Right? You need to be the best version of yourself first. And if that means periodically putting yourself first and saying, no, sorry, I can't, then you need to do it. Because there is nothing wrong with being like, you know what, I I would love to help, but I don't have the capacity to do that today. I want to truly help you, and I just can't right now. There's ways that you can say no without feeling bad about it. I like to... This has also helped me a lot. I like to think of this as like a, um, you know, like compliment sandwich. I'm sure you've heard of this before where you say something nice and then you put in the criticism in the middle and then you say something nice again at the end. So it like softens the fact that you have to give some like hard news. Same kind of concept here. So like for me, what I do is I say thanks first, right? Like thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for reaching out like starting it with gratitude first. And then I insert the no statement, like I'd love to, but I can't today, or sorry, I'm unavailable, or sorry, I can't do that, or no. No, thank you. <laughs> like No is a statement as well. You don't have to give more information. You can just say no. And you can also, you know, then end it with something nice at the end. Complete that sandwich. Like maybe... um Ask them, hey, can you do this on another day? Because I would still like really love to do this or offer ideas for maybe a backup plan or someone else who might be able to help them or even just end with like, I hope you're able to get this sorted out. Like whatever, start with something nice, insert the no statement and end with something nice. It's going to make it a lot easier for you to say it and it won't be so abrasive to others either who are used to you saying yes all the time to where like they most likely will not have a reaction to it. You know, that reaction, the one that we're afraid of. This is um, like the way that I've done it and I found that when you, you know, express gratitude for someone for like inviting you to something that you, you know, you just can't do, you're at least letting them know like, hey, I would love to do this, right? Like, thank you for thinking of me. Please think of me again in the future. I just can't right now. As opposed to just saying no, someone's going to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to invite you next time you just said no, right? Because that's what we're we're afraid of sometimes as, as people pleasers. Like, I want to be invited again or I want to be included. I don't want to be left out. So I'm just going to say yes to every opportunity. But I think if you're at least acknowledging the fact that you're appreciative of the invite, appreciative of being thought of, you know, sh- expressing the gratitude for the relationship by saying no afterwards, like, how can you really get mad at that? Right? Like, it's not like I'm saying no leave me alone. It's like, oh my God, I wish I could, right? Like I really do, but I I can't. 
It's like, I'm out of town. I can't fly back to come see you type thing, right? Like, it doesn't have to be that drastic to where, like, you physically can't do something. Like, maybe you could, but your energy level's not there. And this was, like, the the way that really helped me to start to do it was, like, okay, I'm gonna make sure that I'm being really, like, nice and polite about it and making them also feel like I'm not just blowing them off either because no one wants to feel like that. So this like compliment sandwich that I turned into a uh, no thank you sandwich has really helped me with it. And maybe that'll help you out as well. And this is a form of setting a boundary. So when I had read, oh, what's the book? Set Boundaries, Find Peace. I think that was the book that I read. So this is when I started kind of doing this stuff, um, when I was reading more about boundaries and kind of taking time to start practicing it. This is when I realized that like saying no to others so I could say yes to myself is actually a form of a, a boundary. And it's a boundary on like your time and your energy. And it's so incredibly important that, you know, we start doing this. We start setting boundaries that are keeping our time and our energy manageable um, at levels that like we are content with, that we can function with. Like we need to make sure we're not over committing, Mm -hmm. that we're not giving all of our time away to other people to the point where we can't even feel good anymore. And we want to be the best versions of ourselves, right? And to be the best versions of ourselves, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves first so we can take care of others. We have to make sure that our cup is overflowing with energy, with love, with whatever. Like our cup has to be full and overflowing, not emptying out with each interaction, right? And it's, it's actually selfless for us to do this, not selfish, selfless. You're doing what you can to be able to overflow and help others. By taking care of yourself first, you're actually allowing the opportunity for you to take care of others later. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. And I think that's 100% selfless. You're doing what you need to do to be the best and the most effective version of yourself so that you can be there for others, that so that you can be present for others, so that you can help others in a way that doesn't take away from anyone, right? And isn't taking from you to give to someone else. It's in a way where everyone is overflowing, everyone is receiving, everyone is is good, right? And I will say that having Jordan in my life has been a massive, absolute massive game changer and just super important and and great for helping me work through a lot of this. And the reason being was just because he was like so supportive of me and truly wanted my opinion. He truly cared to know what I was thinking, truly wanted to understand how I was feeling. And it took a while I'll be honest, for me to like fully step into our relationship and be like, yeah, I can say what I need to say and he's not going to think I'm weird or get upset about it. He's not going to leave me, you know, like I logically I knew this, duh, right? Like 
yeah. But the inner child in me was like white knuckling it back there. Like, oh my God, are you sure? (laughs) So one of the main things that I would say is like, when you start working on this, just find one person in your life who you know truly supports you, truly loves you, and just start being vulnerable with them. So maybe, you know, you're not in like a marriage in a relationship, you don't have a significant other or anything. And that's okay. It does. It's, I'm not saying it has to be someone you're like romantically involved with. Not at all. Like just start having conversations with someone that you feel supported by and that you love and just be like, hey, I want you to know that this is really hard for me, but this is something that I'm working on. And I want to be better at expressing my emotions, but it's hard for me to like put it into words or to feel safe doing it. So when I do, I just need you to be whatever it is that you need. So like, I just need you to listen or I just need you to like put down your phone and just, you know, pay attention to me or I just need a hug afterwards. Like, I don't need you to say anything, whatever it is you need that's going to help you feel better. Like just go to one person and have this conversation with them and be like, I want to work on something and I just need someone to help me, right? Like, it's okay to ask for help. And the thing with like moving through old beliefs and behaviors is that sometimes we need help, right? We need someone around us to give us the positive reinforcement for the new behaviors that we're trying to instill in ourselves, right? And just have like these conversations, find that one person, whoever it is, you can do it with a friend, you can do it with a sibling, a cousin, a therapist, like whoever, a coach, whatever, just find one person and ask them if they are willing to help you while you practice expressing yourself, right? Or you practice making decisions or you practice setting boundaries. Just ask Whatever it is you need of them too. Like, do you need gentle pushes asking you to like make choices? Like maybe you're hanging out and they're like, no, I really want you to pick. Aren't you working on this? Um, Or maybe like give you options. Like, okay, I know you're kind of struggling. Let's choose between A or B. Like, like whatever you need to be successful, just ask for help from someone that you, that you love and you feel truly supported by. And I'm telling you too, when you are vulnerable with someone who truly honestly cares about you, they are not going to laugh at you. They're not going to say no. They're not going to be like, you're fucking weird. They're going to feel more connected to you. And they're probably going to be flattered that you ask them and that you trust them that much to be like, hey, you're my go-to right now for this. And if anything, it's going to strengthen the relationship. And if they do say no, then it's just not meant for them to be that role for you, right? It doesn't mean that you have no one. It just means that that person's just not emotionally or intellectually or physically, whatever, available for that. So just reevaluate and ask someone else if they say no, which I highly doubt if you're really picking someone that you love and trust that they're going to say no. But if they do, because they maybe have too much going on in their own life, like, doesn't mean give up, doesn't mean you're not worthy of having someone to support you, it just means, okay, reevaluate and ask someone else. Just because someone else isn't capable of holding space for you doesn't mean you're not worth having space held for, okay? You're just asking the wrong person, that's all. And I think this is all I have today on people-pleasing. 
And I really hope that there was some goodies buried in here for you that made you think like, oh, that is a different way of thinking about that. Never thought of that like that before. And let me know if anything made your head maybe explode a little bit here today. Maybe you had some aha moments just like I had when I had heard these things or thought of these things the first time. Just send me a DM on Instagram at Breakthrough and Bloom. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on this. And as always, if no one has told you this today, I'm so proud of you. You're doing amazing, sweetie. And I love you. I love you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next one.